3: Soonerscoop.com's very official recruiting podcast featuring Soonerscoop.com recruiting publisher Josh
1: McQuistian. Get your recruiting fix from the leader in Sooner Recruiting. It's the unofficial 40 with your hosts
2: Soonerscoop.com publishers Gary Murdoch and Josh McQuistian. Alright, welcome in everybody. It is another episode of the Unofficial 40 here at and, uh We joined by uh, the whole crew once again, and Josh McQuistian is joining us from his home base. Josh, how you doing?
3: I'm doing great, guys. It's, uh, it's an NFL Combine time, so this is pretty much my Christmas.
2: You get to judge whether or not anybody knows what they're talking about, basically. I gotta think that's more what it is for you. Yes. Than it is actual players and who looks good now. You just want to judge people. Yeah. Who evaluate. I'm here to cast people. judgment on everybody
3: and their evaluations. Exactly.
2: Uh Eddie Radosovich is here. I don't have any uh bone to pick with him this week. Uh any new truther theories come out for you this week, Eddie? Uh yeah, absolutely. I did know, you guys I did see it. did you guys <laughs> get I my uh, my direct
0: Message? Eddie <laughs> I sense That the guys, Stevie uh, Wonder
2: is going to uh, Unleash some information on the world About his site
0: Unbelievable
1: Do
2: you know how
0: a- vindicating that will be The day that he admits that he's been Able to see this entire time
2: it, I mean I guess it'd kind of be like If they got your order right at a restaurant
0: it will, it will feel really really good I mean
2: I don't know that you've really been You haven't been like picketing or anything No but How I mean, much I've, energy have you really expended uh, trying to just, convince the world that he can see, just here and there. But I mean, it
0: <laughs> it will feel good the day that uh, that we it comes out that he's been lying this entire time.
2: Uh, Eddie also very excited because uh, David Ross is a new member of the Dancing with the Stars cast.
0: Yeah, I didn't see that one coming, but uh, it's just another uh, championship to win.
3: Will you really? Come celebrate on, we know what Eddie's one? really excited about, and it's more of hate, Eddie's hateful side. Let let's just be. Let's get this out there.
2: On what? I'm intrigued.
3: Oh, oh, come on, Eddie. He's down. He's down for a month. Oh, Oh. Kevin Durant. And I knew you wanted more, but I know you're not displeased.
0: It wasn't, yeah, I wanted more. I definitely, (laughs) like going to bed on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday night, it was like, it's finally happened. I went to bed. Mark Stein had just reported that they were going to sign Matt Barnes. It was looking like it was going to be a year long thing and it was kind of set up for failure uh to wake up and, and realize that it's only gonna be a couple months, but or I mean a month, a couple weeks. Well they'll but
2: reevaluate after four weeks.
0: That's the that's the thing. It's, that doesn't mean
2: he's gonna play exactly. after four weeks.
0: I, I just hope that and then yesterday I saw that he uh landed in Oakland and was being uh wheelchaired. Helic-
2: helicopters flying above. What a wuss. What a wuss.
0: Hopefully hopefully the uh hopefully the rehab has a couple setbacks and uh we look at a a year from now, that he's still trying to get back.
2: Tonight is the night I really hate about the NBA. Sorry, I had to my email. Tonight's the night I really hate about the NBA. 9.30 tip-off? West Coast, uh, TNT national game. Good God.
0: That game will be over at
2: 11.50. Hopefully. Probably. Hopefully, yeah. If it can be over by midnight, I could live with that. Yeah, sometimes those games go really long. Just know that if overtime happens... I'll have to buy a new TV tomorrow, probably. <laughs> uh, Joe Deval is here as well. Joe, very excited because uh, camp season is getting ready to start. Uh, he's going to have... Did you go to Pro Day last year, Joe?
1: Uh, no, I didn't go last year. I went the year before for, uh, for uh, Sooner Vision. For okay. Over there, yeah.
2: So Joe will be uh,
1: taking in OU's Pro Day,
2: which is getting ready to come up uh, on Wednesday as you're listening to this podcast. Pro
0: Day is like... it's It's the most overhyped kind of Usually. fun day yeah. that they have out there like it 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 kind of, there's parts of it that suck but there's also parts of it that are really really cool to say yeah i was there and this is what happened
2: sam bradford's pro day was the best pro day pretty that's cool. ever been pretty cool pretty cool
0: that was like the first time too that it was like they set up remember how they set it up to where is like you could not get close on the field. It was like, that was the first the barriers, year. Yeah. yeah, the
1: barriers and everything like that. That had everybody gushing afterwards. I don't think I ever remember scouts coming out of a, a pro day workout more uh, congratulatory about a guy just saying, okay, well, this is this guy's the number one pick. We got it after this. And I, and it's, it's starting to, if you think about it, it's, it's almost crazy because he's just throwing against air you're just watching a guy throw to a guy against air so it it, it is kind of that fun aspect of people make these huge decisions sometimes on these things and i think you get cool stories that come out of this too i remember the malcolm kelly kind of had the controversy right about Mm -hmm. the pro day about he he complained about the turf or something like that oh that was awesome so i I think there's always some kind of he was mad because he wanted to
2: run it on the mosher indoor surface and then they switched it and made it on the the everest indoor which is slower and he didn't run a great time, and he flipped out. And as as far still, as still, I mean, the the relationship I would say between Bob Stoops and Malcolm Kelly is still not great
0: to
1: this day because of
0: that. You think he's going to be negative recruiting down at Houston? He's a GA, I guess he can't recruit.
1: Though. Yeah, I would argue with funny. OU, OU in general. I don't think I think there's kind of a Malcolm Kelly for how good he was as a receiver at OU and for his quarterbacks and everything. People don't think of him in that positive a light as they do with some of the other really good receivers from the Stoops there. And I think a lot of it stems from that kind of how he left. And I don't he know. He,
0: he has left the uh, the most legendary YouTube That's rapper true. of all time. That's yeah. Redemption. And That's he still, true. I mean, you still see, I think it was... Uh, <laughs> Laquan
2: Treadwell loved rapping that before he took the bags of money that all Miss gave him.
0: <laughs> C.D. Lamb said that he's still his favorite player
3: of all time. You get guys that aren't even looking at OU that retweet that video. Like, they, I mean, guys that are like down to SC in Florida or something will talk about that video and how awesome that is. It's like underrated. Malcolm
2: underrated. I'll say this. Malcolm was one of my favorite guys that's ever played at Oklahoma. He's a good dude. And it, it it has always bothered me what that did and that he never really mended fences with Bob over it. And I've actually tried to talked to him about it before and I I just I think he's literally it's kind of we've talked about this a lot it was that time when Bob was a little bit more stern he wasn't quite as accessible and I think Malcolm's probably a little scared of Bob to just man up and say hey what I did was wrong and I apologize because I don't think Bob like holds a grudge against him but they've just never I don't know how we got off on this tangent but They've never really. I don't think they've properly reconciled. Pro days past. Pro day.
0: It it will be. Uh, it'll be really interesting come Wednesday to see. A. I would think that all thirty-two teams are going to be represented. Even in yeah. down years, they're usually yeah. all represented. And then B. I, I, Joe Mixon will obviously be the biggest story of the week.
2: It's going to be huge, and you know you've had two teams now that I've seen, the Lions and the Chiefs, have both come out against this this combine policy, if not. Uh, allowing anyone to compete or be there that has had a, a violent past or something in their their past that's been violent the Zamora kid from Baylor the receiver that was an awful video to watch beating uh. his dog um of course Joe Mixon Chad Kelly was uninvited and I said this I've said this all week I don't have any faith in Mixon's agent and I don't have any faith that he'd do something smart but I would do like Chad Kelly's doing and just go down there, get a hotel, get a suite somewhere in a hotel and tell teams, hey, I'm going to be here all day if you guys want to come by and talk to me.
0: You think teams are going to walk in and he just has like blunt rappers and blunt guts all over the
3: no. the, the,
0: the floor? Chad Kelly. It, that seems like the type of guy he is. Keeps it real. <laughs>
3: Do you think Kim Dichie will be there hanging out with him? I mean, just waiting to fall out of a window. Gas mask behind the couch.
2: That's that. No- <laughs> that's that. Noid. That's
0: Is that what I? I hadn't seen that though. I didn't realize that's what he was doing.
2: It, that's what I'd heard. I. I be honest, I haven't followed up to see if the NFL told him not to do that yet.
1: As long as it's not breaking any NFL rules, I don't see why the hell you wouldn't just go down there and say, "Hey, you can talk to me at a, a Chili's if you want to. I'll be around. You know, just hang out in the parking lot at sure. Lucas Oil."
3: And at this point, the NFL doesn't have any sway over him. They don't control him. He's not one of the union. He doesn't have to do anything like that. So yeah. I don't know what they could tell him not to do. He has every right to get a hotel
1: room if I, he wants to. He, he could do it every once. The team, though, I worry if the, I don't know if the team can have contact outs- with the with. Yeah, prospects okay. You're right.
3: Them. You're right. But, but I mean, that if, that could be different.
1: If they can, why not? Sure. I mean, what what Joe Mixon? What the what the heck does he have to lose right now?
3: He would probably show up, and it would be like we talked about in last time's podcast. Like, we'd find out that like Mayweather had put him up in the room. Oh God, yeah. this is bad! Like, th- just everybody get away from the situation.
0: He That's was at
2: the Migos concert the other night, up on stage with Russell Westbrook. Russell
0: Westbrook, right? Seems like you. Trey Young was too. Yeah. It, you aren't a somebody if you weren't on that stage in Oklahoma City. On, I don't uh, know
2: if Trey Young can be up there.
0: I that was my first thought when I, I saw that he was up there. I was like, hmm. I wonder how he got those tickets. And did he get to go backstage? Yeah, like. But can uh, can they? I, I guess it, you can't tell a kid he can't go. I mean, if he's he not a tickets, college kid. That's the
2: thing. It's like it's not. It's not really the NCAA. Is it their business at this point?
0: Oh, you will probably end up going to the Final Four. Trey Young, National Player of the Year, and uh, Migo then they uh, yeah, then they'll, they'll uh, launch the investigation. They'll launch then. the investigation, and they'll have to vacate all the wins because he was on a uh, on stage with Migos in twenty six seventeen.
2: Worth it with Andre Robertson and but, it was Andre Robertson, Russell Westbrook, and I think
1: Jeremy Grant were Tra- up there. Yeah, Trey right Tra- Young deserves to be on that stage over Andre Robertson. I would say. Oh, Come maybe, maybe. on, dude. Andre Robertson has not missed a right. three okay. since the All Star break. He's hit 13 <laughs> Undefeated. of his last 14 right. shots. How about not deserve also, Trey Young's the second most popular basketball player in the state of Oklahoma right now?
2: No. Who do
1: you got? Wes
2: He's not. You can't, you can't put him over any Thunder players.
3: Right. More popular? I'd take him over a good portion of the roster. I don't think he's number two.
1: Maybe Adam Kanner's fans. Though, he's, he's Steven Adams is super popular Adams, with yeah.
2: OU fans, but he's equally as hated by OSU fans or Kansas fans or Texas fans who are in the state.
0: Kansas fans,
1: I guess would I mean like. Do I you mean popular or well known? <laughs> I I would say po- popular because it gets like, them excited he is about basketball. He's not more popular than
2: Stephen Adams. Yeah, he's not. That, yeah, that's
0: that, fair. I couldn't go okay. there. All right. Yeah, because your average average basketball fan, they probably all recognize. Every Thunder player,
2: yeah, and for no
3: other reason than Steve Adams is seven foot tall. Like people are like, you're gonna know who that is. I guarantee a lot of people that consider themselves basketball fans could walk past Trey Young and not know who he was.
2: I think a lot of people are Hmm. smart too to say, and even Victor Oladipo. I mean, hell, he does commercials. It's so weird that Bob Mills come to my sleep center. I am Victor Oladipo.
0: <laughs> those uh, those mattresses obviously aren't very good if he's been sitting out with back spasms for the last two weeks.
2: Taking a shot at Bob Mills, there there goes our podcast sponsorship from. That's Bob all right.
0: Mills. That's all right. We're Mathis Brothers people,
3: anyways. Oh my yeah, god, I'm not, a Bob Mills guy. I'm not taking the Bob Mills money. Bob, I've tried to shop in there too many
0: times. Bob, no, it's an Bob, awful place. My
2: bar stools are right over there from Bob Mills, custom made. So suck it.
1: Eddie. Any furniture store, Bob Mills. You can be our podcast. I went Nightmare. to. I went to a
0: <laughs> high school party one time and got kicked out of Rip Mathis' house. And uh, that was when one, one of my buddies had a minivan at the time, and we parked in the driveway, and to leave, we went straight over the uh, front lawn in the, in the Astra van.
2: Eddie, how did you not end up in prison?
0: I lived in were Northwest in Oklahoma prison? City. Never been arrested. Just the
2: lawlessness that you were involved in growing it up. It
0: was, yeah, it was actually like, we joke about it sometimes how bad we were in high school and how, like, when say that we were drinking in a parking lot, the cops would come. They'd be like, where do you guys go to school? PC North. Like, all right, you guys just keep it calm over here. Don't do anything stupid. And then they just drive off. Your cops are different than Norman cops.
3: My buddy, one of the biggest fall down drunks I've ever known. And guy I don't really see anymore. And he's from, from a family whose name I'm going to leave out of this conversation, but is well known. We'll put it that way. Um, we were going to the state fair one year, and he is driving, and he is, he's is he been drinking. I'm not going to even try to sugarcoat it or make it better. We are flying through the parking lot at the state fair. One of the horse cops comes up, stops him, and they're like, son, and he starts talking. He's like, sir, I haven't been drinking. I go to SNU. That was his rationale, and the <laughs> cop took it completely. Wow. He was like, okay, son, go park. There's no way on earth that that cop tests him for a second that he passes. Like it's, I, I've never heard of that excuse getting away from anybody until just now, but that works for my friend, too.
2: Well, talking about uh, being in trouble with the cops. It's a white privilege. White, white, white we, do privilege. Our, we do our <sighs> podcast last week. Friday, right? We did it on Friday last yeah, week. Yeah. yeah. The very next morning... 12 hours. Wake up to the news. The first tweet I saw about it, I, I had not woken up, or I'd just woken up. It was like 10.30 when it came out about, I think. And uh, it was a Barrett Salee. Salee, I don't know how to say his name. The guy that Bleacher Report fired. Uh, or like, oh, that's a bad way. but um, So he got wind that Baker Mayfield had been arrested in Arkansas. And I was just like, yeah, I could see that. Like... I, it's like, when well, he's in Arkansas, did something stupid, got arrested, I gotta see the details. Like, I wanna see the details before I really jump to any conclusions. So, you know, we put it on the board, whatever. And then they start coming out and you see everything and you're like, okay, well, he ran from a cop. Oh, the cop tackled him. He resisted, you know, the handcuffs and all that stuff. And But, the, I mean, it's it was very shocking. And I think everybody was very shocked. But, It didn't take me long to really come back to, because everybody was so panicked about it. Like, Dean Blevins put some tweet that I actually quote tweeted, and I still feel fine that I did it, even though I don't care if he hates me. Um, But, you know, the whole thing about, oh, this has ruined Baker Mayfield, he's never going to win the Heisman, and OU's doomed, and all this. uh, It was such a massive overreaction, and yet at the same time, you're like, Baker, you're a dumbass. For doing it I'm not surprised That it happened But come on This is public intoxication It's like I feel like the older I get The dumber Society gets Because I know how this stuff Is handled everywhere I've seen it for almost 20 years now And it's like It's public intoxication And I know Eddie you were You were right there with me I mean like the news it, Crews Dispatching oh my God. to Arkansas And
0: That for Channel Five to send a news crew to Fayetteville, Arkansas to cover that is amazing. Considering they can't send a news crew to Norman to cover a goddamn football game, I mean it's it's unbelievable. I it it blows my mind. But as as a whole, it was it was bad timing. I mean, obviously bad timing. My biggest deal is is There's the people never good that time. no, it's it's not. And my biggest thing was. It 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 makes Bob Stoops look bad. The national media are going to take their shots at Bob Stoops, yeah. even though I don't see how he's in control of what all eighty hundred ten of his players do every weekend. I mean, that
2: he Especially obviously your best player.
0: Yeah, it, it was more of a it was more of a uh, I guess a, a just a bad representation of the program. It's a black more than eye. A, yeah,
1: I think the facts of this thing matter, and I that this is why I don't think it's that big a deal. There was a bar fight that, from the reports from the officer, looks like Baker Mayfield was not involved in. Was a bystander. Cop shows up to deal with the bar fight. Right? By the way, uh, we—I mean, the whole
2: video thing. How much did that add to the insanity of The body of a, slam. I mean,
1: that of, of a complete, chubby Baker Mayfield. Some
2: kid steals a guy's tweet. The kid's from Arkansas. Wasn't even there. Sends it out to. ESPN, Bleacher everybody that would listen, he tried to send it to him and say, this is Baker Mayfield getting body slammed.
1: And none of that was true. But it caused such nope. an uproar. Yeah. Nope. What happened was, he wasn't in the fight. The police officer shows up to break up the other fight. Baker Mayfield's extremely drunk from the report, which is what kind of what happens at a bar when you're Baker Mayfield, I assume. And th- the cop ends up tackling the bystander and arresting him. So I, I don't know. There are drunk idiots everywhere that are gonna get arrested for public intox. And I think we've all been in situations. If you drink and go out, where you, you, it probably could have happened to you too. The the big thing is, to me. There's no violence in there. He didn't fight back. He didn't. He didn't fight anybody else. He didn't push the cop. The resisting things was him clenching his arms and running away. That's not good. That's immature. But when you're re- idiotic, yeah. When you're really drunk, you do stupid, immature things. And I mean, that's no excuse. But it's just that's why he got arrested for public intox. It, keep it in perspective and remember what the, the actual crime quote unquote was.
2: There's a lot of dumb there. I mean being Baker Mayfield and going to Arkansas to Fayetteville mm. to party out in the public, that's a bad idea. Dixon and, Street's and a good time. Fayetteville
1: is amazing. Yeah. Dixon Street's a good time.
2: The other I did get kind of some intel about the food part of it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Uh so this is passed on to me. I think it's pretty pretty solid information. Was told that Baker and another guy were at a food truck and they were both getting their orders and they got the orders mixed up. And so Baker got this other guy's order and he got his and he got Baker's. And so as they were walking away, they realized it, and probably being as drunk as they were, they both fell down. And, like, so the food, they, like, Baker fell down into his food, opening it up to see, like, being all surprised, like, this isn't what I, and then he fell. And so the other guy fell, too, and it broke his glasses. And so Baker's like, dude, I'll pay for your food. I'm sorry, because, like, I guess Baker knocked him over when he was falling down. And uh, so then he was like, dude, I'll pay for your glasses. The guy was like, I I don't care about, you know, the food is, like, Or he didn't say I'll pay for your glasses. He said I'll pay for your food. I'll get you new food. The guy was like, I want new glasses. Like he was mad about his glasses, and uh, so they kind of got into it over that or something. And then, so I think that's who he was yelling at. Like when the cop was standing there, because he was like, I'm going to tell the cops, you know, or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, So I think that's where like the cursing and the. But that's the other thing. When a cop is, he says, "Stay there. I'm going to interview next," and you're yelling profanities. I mean. That's that's it's a bad night.
0: That's probably the fifth or sixth clue that you're maybe blackout and probably need to go home, right? Yeah.
2: And you're in Arkansas. That it, it was just a the whole
0: thing is just it it basically reminded me of every Friday and Saturday night <laughs> of my college
1: career. I guess, I guess Kerry's got a point though. I got pulled Ar- it's Arkansas, it's a little different. They don't like OU over there. If you they for no if if you I don't think been... it, I don't think anything. I don't think any of
0: it came in that – it was OU. Anything. No, no, no.
1: But I mean, if if you're if you're over there and you haven't been there before, you might not realize that you're gonna end up being maybe a target. And so if you if you knock into some guy and you break his glasses, if you're in Norman, the guy might you know be like, hey man, you know, could, would you fix my glasses? If you're in Arkansas, the guy might be more snappy and try to puff up a little bit because it's Baker Mayfield. And then you're just gonna create more. I don't know. Maybe that's just my perception of going out in general. There's so many p- dudes out there looking to start a fight, and I don't—especially when alcohol's involved. Exactly, and I—if you're a guy like Baker Mayfield, you're just going to be a target for those guys. And if you go to I place mean, like you, Arkansas. You can, that
2: happened. You know, we can we can easily say that happened to Jordan Thomas last summer mm-hmm. or last off season. Yep. Just and so basically, it comes
0: down to you know, I, there's been a lot of talk here in the last, I guess, week of what's going to be his. What's going to be his punishment? And I, I guess I think I'd be surprised if he was suspended
2: for a game. I would for a
0: game. I I think that they're going to handle it internally, quote unquote, like they always do, and it's going to end up being a big blow of nothing. But I don't know. I is is Bob Stoops pressured into a corner to actually suspend him for a game?
2: Is I don't think I think people are going to have a hard time remembering this even happened by the time the season started. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we're closer to the tail end of last season than we are to the beginning of next season. Mm-hmm.
1: There's going to be a lot more arrests between now and the start of the season. <laughs> Maybe not Norman, but somewhere okay. in college football.
2: Okay, so you're saying they're having a meeting right now? Like, okay, guys, this is what we're going to do. I'm just saying, you wait it out. There's we gonna... need about four or five more arrests during the offseason just for public drunkenness. Don't, don't resist and don't run from the cops, but let's go out there and get cited a little what's bit. The,
0: what's the walk-on meeting at 3 for today? <laughs>
1: i'm let's, I'm saying someone's gonna, around the the blame. someone's gonna steal this news cycle from Baker Mayfield Orlando I guarantee Brown, you
2: how you feel like taking one for the team?
1: Josh was
0: all of this on the uh front page of the uh Houston Chronicle on uh, Saturday morning
3: <laughs> no but i God, I couldn't be more with you guys like i bottom line is it's public in talks like. I don't know what you guys were doing in college, but I, I can go through a pretty good roster of friends and acquaintances that got a public in talks like it's it's college, man. You do stupid crap. Like, I don't even I don't know why this is such a big story. I mean, I, I do. It's Baker Mayfield. I get that. And it's not like it's a sound decision. But, man, these are college guys. I think maybe us being around high school kids and college kids a lot. We kind of re- like it's it's easier for us to connect with what we were like when we were that age. Like we're not that far removed from it, and also we're around these kids all the time. Like I think people forget once they get in their forties. Like I wasn't like that. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. Maybe you didn't get caught. Maybe nobody cared that you got a public intox or did you know stupid stuff in your you know youth, but you did. Like we all did. It's not that big of a deal, and so. I don't know. Like I, I just, I don't. It's one of those things that just baffles me why it's this big of a deal. I
2: think it's one of those things. Like when I was in college, I never got a DUI. I did some stupid stuff and drove after drinking when I shouldn't have. I I, I look back on it now. Like today, I don't really drink when I go out just because I I don't really feel like I can afford to get like a DUI. Like that's stupid. In Uh, with Uber and everything else now. You don't have to worry about that stuff. And when you go to cities, you can go out, drink, have a good time, because you're Ubering from place to place. But like we all know probably, I'm assuming, everyone in this room had a buddy or if you're in a fraternity uh, that got popped for something. And I guarantee you 90% of all those people that we know turned out to be either really successful people or pretty well adjust or have good families be good fathers. I mean when stuff like that happens in college, it's not always, oh, well, there's something wrong with this kid. He's he's screwed up. He's 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 going to come, you know, he's going to amount to nothing. Like rarely did that happen just cuz a guy it, it, you know, if you're in college and uh, like my best friend, he got a DUI. His girlfriend shows up at my apartment and because she's afraid to call his parents, so I have to call his parents, wait for them to get to Norman Go down to the jail, get him bail. I mean, like, it was a bad night. It was one of the worst nights of his life. That dude lives in a freaking mansion in San Francisco now. I mean, it's not. It's not like, you know, it's not like your your life is ruined. You do something stupid, it's embarrassing to you and your family, and you learn from it.
0: I, I've been in the, the. There's no worse position as the friend and being in the. You have to call the parents guy. Yeah. That is not a good situation. I mean,
2: you were in a fraternity house. I'm sure you had nights where like, you come back and you're like, "Oh, somebody I had a popped, I something. had a buddy
0: we were living in the Fiji house at the time, and I had a buddy that he uh was walking home from the bars, decided to uh decided to take all of his clothes off and get and go into the fountain <laughs> in the North oval.
2: Oh my God, just so
0: happened a uh co- a campus cop was uh walking by. he ran from him. Naked. Yeah, they ended up catching up to him, tased him.
2: Oh, uh, naked him. And
0: uh, I mean he got arrested and everything like that. But I mean that was like a a small story of everything that has happened. I mean, it, it, it happens every weekend and it just sucks that Baker Mayfield's the face of the program. So obviously he's gonna be on the on the news. He's gonna be and I think that also too, the resisting arrest part, it's like you can understand a PI happens. Resisting arrest—it's like, mm, wish that wasn't on there because it's yeah. just that much more. It just looks that Fling that that much worse.
2: And, and resisting. Yeah,
0: it just it it looks
2: bad. Well, and Baylor, uh, Baylor Baker—that's that's a. When you're Freudian talking about adjustment. arrest, <laughs> Baylor comes off the tongue yeah. very Baker, easily. Baker, Mayfield—he did issue a very lengthy apology uh, through social media. Uh. I've said this on the radio, so I can... And I said it to you guys after I read it. Like, it was so extensive. At one point, I started reading a paragraph that I thought might be a suicide <laughs> note. Like, he took it hard. Like and, and for him to say, like, I can't be around my teammates right now, I'm ashamed. And to go through his parents and his people he went to high school with and, you know, people that just root for him. And that was the thing for me, like... I thought people really responded well to the apology, and that just reminds me of how stupid the people were that were giving Joe Mixon advice. If you screw up and you apologize for it and show that it's sincere, people are willing to
1: forgive you. Yeah, bingo. If you if you can tell that you did something wrong, if if you felt getting handcuffed and thought, "Holy crap, I never thought I was going to get handcuffed in my life. I never want this to happen again. I got to reevaluate things. I got to change." Forces you to apologize okay, people, in this, people can trust that you're not going to do that again. If you don't have that apology, people have no idea. People might think that you thought, ah, oh, that was they were out to get me. Oh, that's stupid. People have no idea if you're going to change if you don't have the apology. What do you think of uh, Barry Trammell's take on uh, stripping him of
0: the captainship?
2: I, I don't know. I mean, he's still going to be the captain. That's I mean, what, he's was... still the guy that everybody looks to. He's, he's still the guy that everybody you know, revolves around on the football mm-hmm. field. And that's not
0: going to change. I mean, I would think that Baker Mayfield is going to go to Big Twelve uh, Media Days down in Dallas in August. I would think no. that he's going to be still the the go to guy if you need to talk to somebody as far as media wise. He's still going to be a Heisman contender. I mean, it's not gonna not going to change any of that. I don't
2: think. If, if Baker is you know sincere, this won't happen again. If it, he might be sincere and have it happen again but no one's going to believe that you're anything. They're going to start using the phrase Johnny Manziel if you get into any more trouble going into the next season because that's the risk you take when you are that uh, animated on a football field
1: or any sport. I think that's a great point, Kerry, because this one maybe isn't so bad, but but what it does do is it makes the second one, if there is ever a second incident, really bad. Now, Now his... His one chance is oh well that just happened he made a mistake is over that, it goes from making a mistake to having a problem exactly it happens again. bingo so th- he now he's you know on thin ice you know they, there's just nothing he can do wrong he can't get arrested again or otherwise people are going to start to build a perception of him if they haven't already by the way is a qu- a quarter suspension is stupid by the way right does anybody else any see?
2: type of yeah any type worthless. of worthless quarter or half is dumb I mean, th- look. Let's face it. We've seen it. I think it was Jarvis Baxter last year. He was clearly like suspended for like a, a, a play or something, right? Or yeah, he came in or a, the a series. first series. Yeah,
0: he came in in the first series. It was like the second play of this first series. Yeah, and then he scored a touchdown, which was amazing for a guy that was suspended. Yeah.
2: So I know that was coming. That'll show
3: him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just oh,
2: to I make forgot sure. that there was a, a report that he'd been suspended before that.
3: Any sort of touchdown. We in need game. to like we need to okay, we, we've gotta be more serious about this. Like we've gotta come up with a term outside of report. Like if Barry Trammell reports something, it's a report. Yeah. If we report something, it's a report. If it's just from whatever, then like what's the, what do we call that? A tweet. Gossip? Like there was some gossip or fan gossip. Yeah, I think that's murmurs.
2: Gossip is there's some fan gossip. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, like,
3: that's not even, like, I don't mean that as a jive, like, it's not anything like that, but it's just, that crap's out there, and, like, there's so much of it, talking, there's all this talk about, you know, how can people differentiate, you know, real news from people just kind of presenting, you know, whatever they want it to be, I think we have to do our part, we have to do our part to, differentiate one thing from another
2: josh we are having some connection issues with you i don't know if you're moving around or not josh 2.0 oh. needs to change his batteries
3: oh no of course can you hear me now am i am I back yeah, you're getting there better
2: you you're getting better okay okay super yeah, now you're back to perfect okay Um. Uh, yeah i mean it is one of those things though it's kind of like you know i see all this stuff with with trump and i i'm not trying to go politics but it's like you don't lump BuzzFeed in with NBC News. It's like you just don't. And I, I'm sure that they've got well-paid politically, but it's just like you have to know your sources, and it just seems like nobody cares anymore. You have
1: to build a reputation. You have to earn credibility, and you know that I think I've. The had, problem is people
2: want information, regardless if it's credible or not. A hundred percent. It's hard to fight it, but. Ho-
1: the hope is, in the long run, that the credible voices stand out, that ultimately people will well re- they
2: will because the yeah. the fan people that don't get
1: paid to do it will eventually go away, and people stop listening to them. you know if if they don't trust if you they can't trust your information, then what's the point? You know, because everybody's gonna have information immediately. As soon as information drops, News Okay is retweeting it, Tulsa World's retweeting, everybody across the country will retweet any big news. It's not about who's first. You know, people are gonna come back to whoever's credible. I think I've given this soapbox spiel on here a couple times.
2: No, you need to be first, Joe. You specifically. That's all that's that's a new request. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Pitch posh. Uh, okay, so let's talk about uh, the combine. We kind of Glossed over it a little bit. Pro day coming. I was kind of pulling up the senior list. I was thinking to myself, like, okay, so the only guys invited to the by the way, I just saw a picture of Charles Walker. I almost forgot what he looked like. It's been so long. Uh, Charles Walker, if you can call him an Oklahoma player, uh, D.D. Westbrook and Samaje Ryan, Of course, Joe Mixon can't be there, uh, but there are other guys that I think are possibilities on this roster that could land an NFL team. I mean, I'm not – it's – I guess it says a lot to me that Jordan Evans wasn't invited. I don't know why. You know, you wouldn't at least take a look at him. I think it says a lot that Ahmad Thomas wasn't invited, but I don't know. I mean, I look at a guy, like, in a position, uh, like, defensive line, and I wonder, like, could Jordan Wade – Sign as a free agent somewhere, probably, and maybe make it. In. I mean, he's yeah. been so undervalued his entire career at Oklahoma. And we all know that defensive
1: tackles just come out of the middle of nowhere for the most part. Casey Walker hung around for a few years. I think Stacy McGee was playing a yeah. lot in
0: Oakland. I was just uh, looking it up to see how many tackles Stacey McGee had career at OU. But he is a guy that's like, you watch a Raiders game, he's their starting... I think for a while, he was their leading tackler on the team. I mean, he, he he's a guy that has developed into a very nice,
1: or I guess a ve- he's developed himself for a very nice career. Yeah, you in go NFL. back if you're someone like uh, Remy Ayadell, wasn't you know he didn't do a whole lot at OU, and then he had a great career with the Saints as an undrafted free agent. Yeah, uh, Jordan, Jordan Wade. People forget how good he was in high school. People that people like thought he was one of the kind of more transcendent, just a, as a as a football player on the field kind of players in that area. When he and P.O. Lindley came out.
2: I mean, to me, really, like, Matt Romar kind of stands out as somebody that could be really under the radar, that could end up having an NFL career. Uh, but, Josh, I mean, I don't know. What do you think about Jordan Waiter or, or maybe even, like, an Austin Roberts could surprise us a little bit in land somewhere. Got the frame.
0: Austin Roberts kind of like a uh, Devontae Bond-type guy. Just didn't really yeah. – did he – I guess the Bond did a lot more. Bond was you. a lot better, yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm a big Jordan Wade fan, and the, the game I always go back to that I, I don't think it ever is going to get the notoriety it deserves. But Alabama, as a redshirt freshman, yeah. had played very little that year, or you know, off and on, had played through that year, and then plays every snap against probably the best offensive lineman, uh, offensive line in college football that year, and played pretty well. You know, he was serviceable, and I. That's one of those things that I just I, I'll never. I and don't then know, I, just, I feel the, like he's one of he, those guys He completely just disappeared never got the, his due for whatever reason.
2: And he just completely disappeared the next year, which I th- always thought was strange. Like, they just yeah, didn't play him. I, I,
3: I, I don't know. I, I, Kerry, I mean, and you probably could speak to it better than I did, I always felt like maybe Montgomery just wasn't very high on him. Like, no, just I think didn't think be, much yeah. of it, you know, whether it was... I don't think, it. clearly it wasn't like an off-field, because, I mean, we all know Wade, you know, winning the, um, the Cal Sue. I mean, he, he's obviously a... Uh, not Kalsu, what am I talking about? Um, uh, Don, little, uh, Key, Don Key, Key, Don Key, God. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, you have that. So I mean, clearly it wasn't a off-field issue, but it just seemed like Montgomery was never that sold on him. And then once Reynolds shows up, and then Thibodeau this year, it seemed like he was seen as a lot more of a, instead of just, hey, give Matt Romar a blow, but really was a guy that could they, they felt like could make plays for him.
1: Yeah, I know I know Montgomery loved Romar uh when he came in, so that was that was kind of his guy. That might have helped push mm-hmm. Wade back a little bit for a few years. But I he's someone that could do well. I, what do you think about, you know, Ahmad Thomas? Do you think he latches on anywhere? He reminds me of someone maybe like Lindy Holmes who hung around with the Redskins for a couple of years. Could he do something like that?
2: I, I think he's gotta have a really good forty time for that to happen. I mean, he's gotta be a four four type guy, and I think he's probably more like Oof. a four six.
3: Yeah, uh-huh. I boy, I it, it might, be, it's, might even be four That's so
1: fast than Lindy Holmes. What did he, he ran like a four eight or something, didn't he? Yeah,
3: Holmes was not a flyer. Um
2: But Holmes he, had this great tape I mean, like, remember how much Lindy Holmes would chase guys down? Fastest it was unbelievable. Guy, fastest
1: guy in pads compared to his forty time I've ever seen. That that discrepancy never made sense. I remember he had a me. play at A
2: and M one year where he literally ran I think it might have been Christine Michael, like he ran him down. From like 40 yards away.
1: I think that 08 year, they gave up like three kickoff returns for touchdowns. They were terrible. And I think they would have given up five or six if it wasn't for Lindy Holmes running down people. I think he ran down Gillyard once. And Gillyard, I think, also had another return in that game for a touchdown. He was like the anti-Trey Franks. That's (laughs) that's a great way to put it. Yeah, the
2: guy that can run on track but not in (laughs) football pads. Exactly.
3: Exactly uh no you know I'm not a big I I think we all know I'm not a big buyer on Thomas I never really have been um and a part of it too is not his fault like he's a big kind of you know in the box safety is where to me he's always seemed like would be his best role or at least how people are going to want to package him and you know he's that's not really what they're looking for in the NFL they want a guy who can roam and play space at the very least covering the flats and I think if you look back over the last two
1: years, when Ahmad Thomas has had trouble, it's usually been when he was in coverage. The, the safety you speak of, speaking of oh, OU guys in the draft and stuff, that sounds a lot like what you're describing It's Tony Jefferson, who I, I just thought of it. He's he's going to get paid this offseason, uh, former OU safety who went through this process, left early, went undrafted. And now he's had, he had, I think his career year, his best year with the Cardinals last year. And he's looking like somebody who's going to get paid. And he, he kind of fits that description you're talking about, Josh. Somebody who can kind of play all over, up and in the box and... Does OU have someone like that on their roster right now? Would the closest person be – would it be Stephen Parker? Would it be Will Sunderland? Parker's probably the best comp to Tony Jefferson just because he kind of like
3: Tony has that natural playmaking ability, is not going to test off the charts. I think people always want to make Stephen a a more – freaky athlete than he is. Stevens what makes him special is between his ears. Like Steven sees and reads and reacts very quickly just like Tony. Stevens, but I bet I bet when he runs, I bet he'll run low four sixes.
2: I think Steven's a smoother athlete than Tony Jefferson was. I yeah, think, there's probably I think, truth in that. Yeah. I think you undersell him a little bit with his athleticism because just as a playmaker, I mean, even when that secondary was bad early in the year, he was the only mm-hmm. guy making
1: plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tony, Tony was a little more violent, though, I'd say, than Steven. Tony could lay a lick on yeah. the He Tony guy was a playmaker, too, though. I mean, yeah. he was a ball hawk. Had, I think he had th- yep. like, three interceptions in the that ball state game. Yeah. And then he had two against Texas maybe the next week.
2: Yeah, him not getting drafted was one of the most bizarre things that I've witnessed with an OU player in the draft. It will, I don't yeah, get it. It at will all. go
0: down as the biggest head scratcher for sure. Uh, and, and,
3: and guys, we all—I mean, and not just—I don't—I don't, I don't want to put it off like on anybody. Everybody, like us, everybody else, like we knew that was a mistake. Well, now I saw an estimate the other day. He may make nine million dollars in the free agent market this year. Yep. Like, I mean. Good for Tony, you know, and and always, you know, and I don't know about you. I'm pretty sure Carrie and Eddie, you guys had a good relationship with him. No, I yeah. love dealing with Tony when he was recruited. He I was always a good dude to be around.
1: I had a couple of classes with him back then. He's a great guy. He
0: is
3: like yep. he's the definition
0: of it's like it's good to see a good things happen to yeah. that guy. Yeah, he deserves he's a good all dude, of dude, exactly, Man, yep. he always
2: yep. was. Uh it is a little strange, and I almost I'm hesitant to wonder like. You always see guys go out to pro day that you know have no shot. And, like, just because they're seniors. And I always wonder, like, I don't want to talk shit on anybody, but, I mean, like, you always, there are always guys out there just like, bless your heart for being here, you know. Good for you. It's like
0: it's kind of like, I think, the just the final checkoff. It's like, I have to do this. What did I just do for the last five or 15 years, basically, if I don't deserve it to kind of myself to go – perform I guess but
2: I'm always surprised that like well remember Brett Bowers came back like four years later yeah that was that was a little much day.
0: it was like he was almost getting sponsored to be there just <laughs> just show up you don't have to
3: really do anything uh, so, well I wanted to say but, it last but, week good for Connor Knight to not even you know what I, I know this is not where my future is I'm gonna go do something that, that could be my future so see, I could see good him, for him I
2: could see him showing up you know, next Wednesday anyway though just to do it yeah just like, to go through it. Like, is there any reason? And I, I'm trying to broach this subject sensitively because it involves one person in particular. But like, is there even a reason for Stan Von Taylor to show up Wednesday? I, Uh-oh. I almost get the feeling that,
0: he, I saw something. If I'm Stan Von like, Taylor, have
2: I not just given up on football?
0: Yeah, I think he's more focused on getting his degree in May. I think he'll be the first person in his family to graduate.
3: He will be that kind of thing. You talk about a kid you root for. Stan Vaughn
2: is literally one of my all
3: time favorites. Stan Vaughn is a freaking great kid. I
2: just, it's mind boggling that he did not turn out to be anything to me.
3: Yeah. He's one of the few guys, you know, when I do that postseason, you know, kind of re ranking the seniors, like the two stars almost felt like too much. Like, I mean, he really didn't do anything. And I, why? Because early on, he looked like a guy was going to be a player as a, as a true freshman i mean like he he looked like he was going to be a guy and then just fell off the map
1: i remember when he played as a true freshman he when he entered the game you could tell he had a different kind of athleticism to him you thought okay that's when you thought that there might be something special about him that's what's kind of weird about him is he has Mm -hmm. special tools it's not like someone who got there and they thought oh no he's he actually is an athletic or he isn't fast he i think he had those tools It just never quite Worked out with football.
2: I still wish they would have tried him at receiver two mm-hmm. years ago. Remember how good he was? At the five-star. Yeah, at the five-star. And, Josh, you even remember some of the receivers that were at that five-star in Atlanta, that first one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, O.J. Mayo. Or, what? O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm totally I mean, he the NBA was O.J. Mayo um, was there. There would have been some gun friend. charges. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Totally switched over to NBA mode right now oj howard was there but a tight end but i mean still very impressive but i'm trying to think of were there other big time i mean guys that became like all americans at that uh, I'm
3: yeah i'm trying to think through it i know the running back group Linda fournette was there yeah, I um that. i got the uh, uh, greg uh bryant the kid that
2: was yeah, committed mm-hmm,
3: to OU yeah. at that point um lj L- well, I mean, moore
2: that. was there and hartari bird was there and dj ward and I mean, L.J. Moore was was there, it the so Tony? don't sleep on that. Was it the Tony Brown? Was that the kid that went to Alabama that just finished playing for them or has been really good for them? He was a corner. I, yeah, he was yeah. there. And I want to say that was okay, he hang committed hang on, to on. Notre I think Dame? I'm pulling
3: it up as we speak.
0: When he was there? was that wrong?
2: I thought maybe he was committed to Texas or they he switch to Alabama? Or Tech maybe? Was it Tech?
0: I forget. I just remember thinking that group was like, You know who was
2: there? Laquan Treadwell was there. Oh, that's, that's right. right, yeah. But I, the only reason I am saying that is because, I mean... Yeah, Laquan Treadwell was there. Stan Von Taylor was literally one of the top five receivers at that camp. And he was there just... The, we brought him in and, and put him on offense because, they, like we said, there were so many defensive guys that we listed off. Was it Max Brown, the quarterback there, too, along with uh, Tyrone Swoops? Was Tyrone swoops there? Yeah, Tyrone Swoops was in Atlanta.
3: Yeah. Because he was on my
0: flight back I, to uh, Dallas. I remember that.
3: Do you know the kid I know was there was um old guy that was at Tennessee. Uh, Josh Hobbs was there because he came in as a late fill for somebody and wasn't that well known at that point.
2: Hmm. Interesting. So so I mean, yeah, I mean, Stan Vaughn has had crazy career, I mean, of disappointment, I guess you could say, about Probably, I mean to be, but to be in state and to stay in school the entire time, and like you said, work towards his degree. That's that's about all you can really ask for from a kid if he doesn't make it on the field. So he's done. He's done a good job with it. Oh, we had well, some, what was that? I don't know. No Sound like a hard drive that was going bad. That was weird. Uh, the other, the other, the other guy. I wondered, like maybe just hang them up champions dakota austin yeah nfl doesn't really have need for 5 foot 7 i've always thought corners. that that
0: was interesting and uh, josh i don't even know if this has come up in your discussion with with jordan but so i thought it was always d- interesting how ou has handled that situation with dakota not really playing or i guess losing his job at the beginning of the year and then still having his brother committed to oklahoma
3: Yeah. Jordan, you know, the last time we talked at real length was a little while back and it was I mean, frankly, it was before the season. Jordan, you know, we talked a lot kind of sporadically through the year as he was going through his injury and all of that that's going on with him. But I can't help but have a feeling that Oklahoma's looking at some other options. Like maybe, hey, you know, if you want to look around, we're gonna look around. You know, I, I just and it's not it's not even about the injury. Like when I saw Jordan last summer I thought, okay, this is a talented guy, but, man, I'm not seeing many plays being made. It was, like, exactly the opposite of Dakota. When you watch Dakota, you're like, all this dude does is make plays, but he's 5'7 and a half. Like, y- you knew it was going to be a problem. Jordan fits the prototype, but every time I've watched him, I just don't see him making a lot of plays. So it's really – it's interesting to see how that's going to fold. But, I mean, if, if you made me bet if he is or isn't a part of that class – come signing day, I, I would probably say isn't right now.
2: Hmm. Well,
3: that's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Anybody think? I just, I don't know. I just see that, I don't know, them working in another direction or something. Even when they got Jordan Austin, I got the feeling that was a, you know, well, let's see what happens. We're going to watch him develop some. You know, it, it just seemed like there was a little more uh, kind, kind of that situation where you see an early offer and maybe a guy took it before you expected him to.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was strange. I mean, I, I remember being at the camp when he came down and Kerry Cooks was really, you know, giving him a lot of attention. And there weren't, I wouldn't say that there were, you know, like Fields came out. Uh, I don't know what I just said there. Um, but you know, you had other guys come out in the invited, the invited thing I'm thinking of. Uh, they had a lot of good guys come out. But, but like uh, Austin was out there, Jordan was out there. For the regular camp, and there weren't really a whole lot of guys to really compare him to, I don't remember. At the elite camp? Not the elite camp, but just the the regular camp. The elite camp, there certainly was. Oh, whoa, whoa. whoa. Okay, the regular camp, it just didn't seem like a huge crop of DBs that were out there, at least cover guys. No, nah, there weren't. I mean, there, Shawshaw was out there. Drake Stoops was one of the Stoops. best. Yeah, Drake Stoops was he out there. He was one there, of the best right? receivers there. But, But it was almost like... I don't want to say pulling teeth, but it was almost like you could tell they were really like, yeah, should we offer this kid? And they, I don't know. Josh, did they wait like till the very end of the camp to offer him or did they do it right in the middle? Are we talking about Jordan Austin? No, we're talking about Dakota. Or yeah, Jordan Austin, yes. Jordan was
3: offered, uh, he got offered during the uh, spring practice when he came up for the spring game last spring Um Now, they may have been, you know, still evaluating, but he got an offer during that, and that's when he tweeted it out um, because he took a bunch of pictures on the field with the team and all that sort of thing, and it was really weird at the time because he hadn't played very much for Lancaster as a sophomore. So everybody was kind of waiting to see. So I, I think that does feed into what you're saying, though, Kerry. Like there was a, well, let's see what, you know, like we think he can do it, but let's see. And then he had a junior year cut short by injury, you know, and a pretty serious one at that. So there's I think there were always going to be a lot of questions. And then you look around at, at some of the corners that are talking about OU right now. Well, there's there's some elite guys that have some real interest. So, you know, does that does Oklahoma say, Hey, you know, we're gonna stick with Jordan Austin, or are they gonna say, Hey, you know, if you want to look around, we'll look around and kind of see, you know, where it leaves all of us.
1: Cornerback seems like a position where Oklahoma hasn't. I mean, they've had good guys come in. They've recruited some, you know, four-star guys. But I don't. What's they haven't really cracked a, a five-star type, a borderline five-star type at corner. I, in my memory, Josh, who, who, who do you thinks the most talented guy Stoops has brought in at corner since? Are you talking and then, about Mike and yeah, or re- Bob or recent, just, recent recent memory? Like, I'm trying to think of guys that they've went out and like top tier, highly thought of. I mean, and Bonasour was a 150 guy. Like a top 100-ish. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who they've mm-hmm, had.
3: Mm-hmm. Probably Justin Broyles is the highest rated corner they've signed in several mm-hmm. years. No, yeah, you, <laughs> you know who it probably is? Parish Cobb. Oh, yeah. Do you know? Yeah. I mean, that that would almost certainly be the guy. Jordan Parker would be in that con- I mean, that class yeah, they, really was one of Trajan the biggest Bandy. hits OU's ever had.
1: They had Trajan Bandy for a second, too.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He'd have been another one. Yep. Um... But, I mean, like, you know, you look at it this year. I mean, there there are a lot of guys that seem really interested. I like the Starlin Baldwin kid uh, that they offered here recently. But the reality is Starlin Baldwin's a three-star kid from Houston. I mean, he's not what you're talking about. And as you look through some of the more elite guys, I think they've got a good shot with Jalen Green, a uh, kid from Houston. Uh, the one that's interesting to me and is, you know, kind of in that elite level you're talking about is Brendan Radley Hiles, uh, the IMG corner, that is literally one of TJ Pledger's best friends. Now, the other side of that uh, of that group of friends is Brian Hightower, who committed to Miami last night. So I don't know how much that's going to mean, but I do get the impression that that OU thinks they can get a visit, probably from Hightower and Radley Hiles both if for no other reason than his friend, their friendship with um, uh, T.J. Pledger.
2: I was going to say Parrish Cobb or like Parrish Rob.
3: Ooh.
0: That just happened. Yes, yeah, I, I still say that the, the hardest person in Waco would be like the 200th hardest person in South <laughs> Dallas.
2: South Dallas is scary. I don't like driving out to like Louisiana.
0: I like go. it. I, I, it I, I talk home. about
3: this all the time, man. You, you go to these small towns, you'll talk, to, you'll see these dudes. You're like that dude thinks he's a bad dude, and then I go to South Dallas. I'm like that dude don't even have to think about it. He knows he's a bad dude. Like you, you are, you know. Or I mean, not just South Dallas. I mean, there's areas of Houston. You're like, mm mm-hmm, mm. I don't Eddie. Sharpstown, State, buddy, Sharpstown. I guarantee you find some bad dudes over there. Sharpstown, that is the
0: most surreal experience I've ever had. And where did he end up? He ended up at A&M,
3: right? Yep. I think... Still down there? He played this year. Yeah, yeah. He ended up moving down to... uh, Reggie Chavis is the kid we're talking about. Ended up becoming a defensive lineman for them. And actually, I thought, if I'm not mistaken, played pretty well for A&M this year.
2: Was it Herman Mitchell?
3: Herman Mitchell was a kid from Spring-Westfield that was shot and killed. Yeah. Yep. Over a dog. Uh, and funny enough, you, you, not God, not funny at all, but uh, a, a coincidence. Um, the hospital he was taken to and ended up, you know, uh, passing on from was the same hospital that you all were concerned about last week when you thought maybe Tiffany worked at that hospital. There was an active uh, where the where the there. reported shooting had happened. Ben, ben Taub is not a play. There aren't a lot of nice people hanging out at Ben Taub. Like that's a serious
2: place. Uh, all right. Uh, well, let's move on to. I, I know there's you know some visits coming up. Uh, you know offers going out. I know the daily notes you guys have been keeping uh, track of all the guys and the offers that have been out there. But let's just talk, Josh, a little bit about uh, the latest and and since uh, last week and uh, kind of guys lining stuff up to come in to see uh, Norman here in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, you know, I think the big one is the one that we led uh, Thursday Notes with, and it's the, our lead story, I think, on the front page right now, is uh, Asa Martin, the running back from Alabama, uh, Rivals 250 guy that's going to come in this weekend and check out Oklahoma. I'll be honest, before I heard the news of him visiting, I had heard nothing of he and you having a relationship at all. Oklahoma had seemed very zeroed in on three or four guys, you know, T.J. Pleasure, uh, Zamir Z- White, Lorenzo Lingard. will Lingard committed to Miami. Zamir White doesn't seem to have any sincere interest in Oklahoma. And T.J. Pledger's very high on OU, but I think there's a question for OU if they want one or two running backs. And this guy could be, you know, one of the others. Uh, Keontae Ingram from Carthage being another possibility. Um so you've got Oklahoma looking at him, and he's going to come in this weekend. I'm going to assume, being an elite guy, uh, was at IMG last year. Oklahoma has probably offered him, and I just didn't get get wind of it. That you know that certainly happens sometimes. So you're seeing Oklahoma starting to bring in guys even away from the junior days, even away from spring practices. But really, I don't think you'll see a lot of activity as far as visits, you know, except for guys that probably this is the only time they can make it. You know, if if OU is like, well, we got to get you in at some point, then they'll bring these guys in. But for the most part, other than local and regional guys, I think they'll wait for the spring game uh, where I expect to see Cam rising. Uh, TJ Pledger should be coming to Oklahoma at some point at the end of this month. The last time we spoke, which was about a week or so ago, uh, he wasn't sure on the timeline. Um, so I, I think, you know, you've got that obviously, you know, we kind of, um, talked about it before we went on, but Patrick Fields announcing his decision on Sunday, uh, announced the top three of OU, TCU and Texas, uh, what was that Monday or Tuesday? Mm -hmm. And, and I I think Oklahoma's in great shape there. So, I mean, he's going to announce the Nike camp on Sunday, unfortunately, due to some, some conflicts, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to be there to cover it, but we should have some stuff on Pat Fields. And, uh, again, I think Oklahoma is in a good spot and gets to kind of continue their trend in state where they're really reeling in most of the guys they want within state lines.
2: By the way, part of those conflicts uh, being that uh, we are going to uh, have rivals camps once again this year. Uh, They're going to be Adidas camps, though. I don't think Nike cares for that much. Three-stripe life. Uh, Three-stripe life, three-stripe camps. Uh, we got Dallas. We're gonna. We're all gonna go down to Dallas. We're gonna go to St. Louis as well. Uh, so a lot of that stuff coming up, and of course, you know, we blow that stuff out each and every year. St. Louis one's gonna be really busy this year. It's gonna kind of be like the
0: unexpectedly Kansas City was for us a year ago. Now I've
2: seen, I have seen, uh, you know, OU kind of pumping their uh, their camps this year. I I need to double check into this, but. I mean, people are still going to have satellite camps, aren't they, Josh, this year? Or is that still to be determined? They
3: should. I, I, I think I think every. I, what I think is happening is everyone's working under the idea that it's going to be allowed in some capacity. I don't think anybody's doing the Michigan thing and planning 30 or 40 of them, but I think they're expecting at least, you know, if you keep it under six or seven, you should be safe.
2: And OU, I think, I mean, they still kept it to what, like four last year or three even.
3: Yeah. Um, they, they usually do three. They'll do Dallas, a, uh, two in Dallas and the one in Houston. It's usually been their, their method.
2: And then they kind of were doing that one in Tyler a little bit, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah,
3: that's right. They did have kind of a, a an affiliation with, uh, it was one of those deals where there was a bunch of schools involved with a couple of them. You're right.
1: Josh, I'm interested in thinking about the IMG stuff there are, Getting T.J. Pledger, they're interested. They're in the, his teammates. Is there a different kind of animal for O.U. because we're talking about how they run these camps and they're looking for you know these satellite camps in Texas and Houston. Is, is is going to Florida to a place like IMG that's basically you know a a, a minor league? It's it's a it's a JUCO. Uh, is that a different animal for O.U.? Are they going to be able to kind of tackle that beast, or is is this something that they're going to have to be able to kind of change their culture to, to recruit a place like that?
3: I think they're equipped to handle it. I really do. And I, I think IMG is very interesting for Oklahoma and Florida because you're getting it's kind of like um AAU and basketball. When you get these kids, they've already moved away from home. You don't have to convince them, Hey, come to Oklahoma like If they can convince a kid at IMG that they're the best situation for them, they've got a really good chance to get them because, like I said, those kids have already moved away from home. They've kind of, you know, I I guess you'd say peeled that Band-Aid away, and they don't have to have that anxiety of, well, what's it going to be like when I get away from mom and dad and everybody else? They know. So if again Oklahoma doesn't have to fight the in-state schools of wherever they're from, these kids are all transplants. So you just get to go in and try to work them. And I do think I think five years ago Oklahoma would have been in over their head at IMG. I think now they understand the lay of the land a lot better. They're a lot more proactive in the areas you have to be to, rep- you know, because at IMG if you tell their top wide receiver he's your number one guy, well. Probably two of your other top five are going to hear about it pretty quick because they live two doors down in the dorms. Like, it's just IMG such a weird and different situation, but I think Oklahoma's got a, a very good chance to pull a couple of guys out of this, and I think at that point you could see it grow. Because, I mean, it, this, it feels like there's a lot of connection in this IMG group this year. And, you know, if Oklahoma could go and get TJ Pledger, maybe get Curtis Dunlap, well, then Ruben Unouje is in play. Um, I, I, I mentioned Brendan Radley-Hiles, Brian Hightower, Joshua Moore, the Texas transplant, who had a lot of interest in OU even before he got to IMG. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that could get really interesting, but you need to get those first few guys to kind of make it, you know, okay, IMG guys can go to OU, and it's cool, and it's fine.
2: Yeah, I think that's, that's probably part of the bigger, uh, you know, Perception that OU is is building now with facilities that we talked about a lot last week, uh, but just you know being around the fringe of that college football playoff discussion. I mean, finishing as high as they did yet. now, they got two years in a row. Uh, they you know I think recruits can now look at Oklahoma uh, and probably need to get kids to visit to confirm it for some, but that Oklahoma is now one of back among the giants of college football in one of the destination places where you can go from florida or california or
1: uh, illinois or wherever yeah, that, that stuff's cyclical you know every now and then every time there's these offers that kids can kind of puff their chest out about i remember for a stretch it was you're know, like miami was a big offer usc and oklahoma i think has worked themselves into an offer where no matter where a kid is they want to boast that oklahoma offer because it gives them some credence and you know, an, another big year from Baker Mayfield helps. Another you know year uh, around the college football player for making it helps. Uh, you know, Samaje Perine, dd Dee Westbrook, those guys doing well in the NFL would help. Because um, I, I think that's also another part of it. I think Oklahoma's uh, basically since Adrian Peterson entered the league has had an uptick in the amount of NFL guys are not only putting in but guys that are being faces in the league uh, that guys know uh, across the country. You know, Gerald McCoy, guys like that. So. I think it's all kind of part of the greater plan that Oklahoma's been going towards of being a, I don't know, for lack of a better word, an it school in the country. I think they are right now. I think they're one of those schools. Maybe I mean Alabama, Clemson, Florida State, and then you're in you know OU kind of Ohio State, and then now you're in kind of OU territory.
0: Some school named Bama is in there too. Did I
1: say Bama? I don't know. I think aren't they not in the NFL right now? They're on a different level. For
0: sure. Just hired Chris Winkie to be a, a consultant. Took him from IMG.
2: I got the feeling that he is landing in Alabama because other people kind of felt he was incompetent.
0: Really? Well, I just knew he was at IMG for a while. I guess he was their assistant coach or some kind of assistant. He was
2: in the NFL not too long ago. I think he was with the Rams. Was he? I think the Rams. Oh, yeah, he was, Rams. he was. He was. He worked with
0: Sam for a year, I think. Yeah. It's always been weird for, to me, too, that IMG's head coach is a guy that absolutely bombed at Tulsa Union.
3: I, I've i had that conversation with multiple people, and it upset more than a few. That, that I mean, you can talk about, oh, they've got all these NFL guys and blah, blah. Yeah, the guy leading the whole charge collapsed. Uh, had the worst year in Tulsa Union in, what, 25, 30 years? Yeah. And 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 probably, I mean, has as good a talent as anybody in the state. Like, there was no reason for him to... To fall apart the way that team did that year
0: it just also proved that anytime you wear a uh, suit on the sidelines in high school football <laughs> you're gonna end it's gonna end badly for you
2: yeah that's not a smart thing to do
0: the only person that can do that is uh oh i forgot his name now uh the head coach at uh, highland park
2: at least do like trestle and just wear like a vest <laughs> with yeah. a tie the whole suit is stupid. Yeah, unless you're I P.J. I thought that's Clark.
3: what Wright wore. I thought it, he did the sweater vest with the tie. You might be right.
0: I thought he wore the entire... I thought he wore an entire suit. I could be wrong, Eddie. It's been know. a while. I don't remember it real well, but while, I thought but he was I think a sweater vest I think vest Josh
2: guy. is right. I think it was a sweater vest with a... A white sweater vest with a red tie.
0: Gross. you got to win a state championship before you do that.
2: <laughs> well, you, well,
0: I mean, when when you're coming into Indianapolis or something. probably... Yeah.
3: Well, the now-retired... Probably best coach in the state, in my opinion, Wore shorts in December. So, you know, that's how he rolled.
0: Gary Rose, the man, though. That dude's the man. When you have like 25,000 state championship rings like he has, they just came out of nowhere too this year. It was, that was the most unbelievable thing for Carl Albert to come back, win 5A this year after. I mean, they had, they had some nice players, but that is the definition of a program.
3: Oh, they're young. They'll be better next year, in my opinion, than they were this year. They've got a young running back that's a really good player.
2: Wow, I like that kid that uh, JD's working with right now. Yeah, Jason Taylor. Yeah, yeah. he's a good player. He,
3: he may he may get some mention in the scoop tomorrow, actually. So
2: interesting. Tease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody uh want to throw anything before we get out of here? Out there, any grievances to air? Not, does anyone agree with me that honey mustard is the worst condiment for a sandwich I love available? Honey, I like honey mustard. What's wrong with
0: you, dude? That's about the only condiment that I do like.
2: It's okay. Would you put that on a sandwich, or will you just dip stuff into it?
0: I'll put it on a sandwich. Like, I'll, I'll get uh, McAllister's. I think they have a
2: honey mustard type, Gosh, type chicken goodness. sandwich. I don't know if I can be in the same car with you
1: anymore. What, <laughs> what does Chick-fil-A sauce count as? Because that's kind of honey mustard It's honey
2: mustard with barbecue, but the, the sweetness is so overriding. I love Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah, because I love that. Uh, to me, I don't like... I think ranch- It is weird looking at something that's yellow that tastes like barbecue sauce, though. But they screwed up their barbecue sauce, so I have to do Chick-fil-A sauce. Polynesian all the way.
1: All I said today is ranch dressing is overrated. I think in general, ranch this dressing...
2: This podcast is over. Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Joe, I'm 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 there. I'm with you to a little bit. I don't understand the people that dip like their pizza. It's a religion ranch,
1: in Oklahoma. Like... I don't understand it. The people eat every single. Won't food. you leave then? <laughs> no, I, I don't like ranch dressing. You're not going to worship our god. And I don't like sweet tea. I'm saying that right now. I don't like ranch dressing. I don't, I don't like, like sweet, sweet tea. tea. I like I, I like, love tea. I like unsweet tea.
2: I I, I was tea. raised on it. Like sun tea. Mm-hmm.
1: I like hot tea. That's my jam.
3: I, I don't good. I don't like any tea other than sweet tea and it only like I only really like McAllister's sweet tea. Like that's really good and everything else I don't really I've never been much of a tea drinker.
0: I could drink I could drink McAllister's unsweet tea
2: every day, all day. I'm wondering what else is weird about you now, Eddie. Mm. There's a lot. Is there anything that you won't eat that most people find pretty normal? Uh like Curtis Fitzpatrick, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very picky. I'm not picky like that.
3: That's crazy. I could put peanut butter on almost yeah, anything. I haven't had peanut butter in like a very it.
2: long time. Like it's, when, it's when you go to the when you go to the Seven Elevens around here now, now they have like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I always want to get one of those just eat it.
0: Oh, that's see that that kind of goes against my number one rule. You don't eat it. So I can't eat at Seven Eleven. Like their food. It's getting better, is it? Mm-hmm. I
1: had a chicken salad sandwich from a gas station once. That, that sounds bad. like. You I do that all the die. time. I die. do that all the time. I asked the guy even. I said, all right, I'm 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 starving, and I want like an actual food. I want something I can pick up and grab and eat, not just M&Ms. Anything on this rack where all the sandwiches were, any of this kind of good? And he says, oh, chicken sandwich isn't bad, which I probably should have taken right then. Is okay. Well, it's all bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a sales pitch. <laughs> I mean,
2: I'm not going to be eating sushi from a gas station, but... I love a good, you know, like the On queue Their sandwiches are, are delightful. See, that's a diff. That's that's a step up in, in, uh, in
0: my, my gas station hierarchy. Like we don't have Quick Trips in Oklahoma City. Yeah, so. that's true. Buck,
3: Bucky's down here makes a truly fine sandwich. Like I've got no problem going there. Like there are days where I'm like, I want that sandwich. I'm gonna go to Bucky's and get. A little, and it's just like deli meat and cheese. Like nothing special about it, but you know, it is really good. Hey, guess
2: what, Loves? If you want to sponsor our yeah. podcast, we will never talk about any of these uh, <laughs> yeah. establishments again. Get on that game. I've thing. always been a Loves guy, anyways. I do, I so. do like
1: Loves, actually. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I used to like it when Loves had their own sandwich shop, like before they started putting Subways in there. By the way, did you I see the report that they found that Subway has less than fifty percent of chicken in their chicken?
1: Oh, uh, imagine that. I, I heard a story once that makes sense. I walked into a subway once, and I literally overheard the co-worker saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna get the roast beef. We don't have any other thing that's real meat here." And so then they turned to me and said, "Okay, what do you want?" I, said, I so have I take, the beef, I real. <laughs> take the roast this
0: beef. I guess this is this is a fact. I haven't eaten at a subway since Jared was arrested. Fact.
1: I don't think I have either.
0: It just every time I go there now, it's like, eh.
1: that's crazy. I was thinking about, I haven't gone there either. I was thinking their about cookies, it, Their chocolate chip cookies are delightful, though. I th- Did you see the top 50
0: yes, list of Ringer I was just to uh, say, that is the worst list I've ever Wait, what seen. Is, what is it?
2: Top- Number one was waffle fries from Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. It was the top 50 if uh, those th-
0: items from fast food restaurants.
2: I have to eat the waffle fries before I get home because if they're not piping hot, those things are trash. Yeah, they'll turn rock hard. Well, for Whataburger
0: to only have one thing, and it was the honey butter chicken HBC biscuit yeah, at thirty nine. That's just a slap in the face. And
2: Shake Shack is not fast food. I, I could agree with that. Neither uh, in and out is fast food. Chipotle is not fast food. I could agree and with that. And there's no way that Chipotle tacos are better than the Qdoba uh what are those knockout tacos or whatever those they are, call them those are fantastic i think i've had those the nachos oh. at qdoba i
1: bruh, i don't oh, know. yeah i have you gotta get the, the, the altitude. they put the bacon in yeah. it yeah the altitude i don't of think the nachos. i've ever eaten at qdoba you, the, they get so high they pile that thing
0: next time you're in norman we'll go to uh headington hall
2: they have a qdoba in the bottom yeah we've had a oh. scoop
1: lunch there we need to pass this part of the podcast run for uh sponsors like Qdoba and loves we're, Love, we're we're
2: whores. We you know we're yeah. sluts. Love, you want to sponsor us? We won't talk about anything but your restaurant, loves or and fuzzies, great and places. or gas station.
3: Like I make- could wax poetic on Johnny's for at least thirty minutes every podcast, so I'm I'm all good with that. We'll talk to Rick Haynes. We'll get we'll get some Johnny's in here.
2: Why don't you get on that then? We need to. I saw his Cox
0: commercial the other
2: day. I did too. Have they put in anything new at uh, where West left, where Nanas or Nona's used to be?
0: No, I don't think so. I, don't, I haven't seen anything yet on that. That's oh, that's it. not there anymore? West is still on uh, Western, but, okay. the, but they, they, they
2: made a Bricktown location. Yeah,
0: and it was where uh, Nona's is, like across the street from the ballpark, and it closed. I actually went to a wedding party there, and then like two weeks later, it they closed. They need to make that into
2: two restaurants.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a big bin. space.
3: That tells place. you how far out of the loop I am in Oklahoma City and the restaurants anymore. Like, I I didn't know anything other than Nona. I thought Nona's was still there. Yeah. So that, that tells you how far behind I am.
0: It's a big league city, evolving.
3: It's crazy. Every time I come back, there's new some new restaurant. My buddy's like, you got to try this place, and we have to go over there and eat. And it's there's some awesome new places, man. I wish it had been there when I was there.
2: Revolves breakfast pizza is fantastic. I've yet to be there,
0: gone there, but my parents like it. It's up by their it's house, very good. Yeah. a memorial.
1: Breakfast pizza in general is awesome. Screen Door in Norman has really good breakfast pizza.
2: Do they? I need to check that place out. Where's that out. at? I don't know where it's, it's at. Where the chi- it's where the chili place. The new one that opened right on Main. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. The, I, the, I do. That you knew was doomed from oh, the beginning. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what that like, is now. No matter how much that, that, those chili conies were, or how good they were, I knew that place was going to fail because it was a massive, massive res- er, yeah. restaurant. Yeah. And there was nobody in there ever.
0: No, that's just a. It, it's one of those buildings that is like kind of been. It's been hexed. Anything that goes in there is bound to fail.
2: Also, Nosh up in Moore is really good. Heard I've heard and of, I've right heard of that, that yeah. the Ricky's uh, Mexican place up there, that same in that parking lot right by Whataburger, I've heard yeah. that's really good. The Mexican and the Mexican and Norman's kind of taken a downturn. The loss of Tulio's has really affected me deeply.
1: Yeah, I mean, Taras Tar- 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 is still there. Uh, I'm
2: not a huge Taras fan. I like Mama Vecha. But yeah, yeah. I will not go to Ted's unless it's the original
1: Ted's. What, have you been to Lostos? Lostos Amigos?
2: That new Puebla place is trash. Where's that at? I don't think I've been there. It's, it's uh, right by uh, the garage. It just opened. Oh,
0: okay. On Main Street.
2: I don't like it.
3: So they're not going to be our next sponsor? <laughs>
2: Bison witches. If you just stop putting honey mustard on your corned beef sandwiches, you could be our sponsor.
0: The bison witch bread bowl used to be
1: a pretty, pretty oh, I big deal. I still get it about once a week. Really, mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I don't think I've ever been to bison witches. My God, you hippie!
2: All right, that's gonna do it for this podcast. I think we've uh, terrorized you enough with our thoughts on food. Uh, thanks to uh, all you guys. Once again, great, great, great job, great effort. Don't uh, good job. Good effort. Don't don't schedule
0: or don't book your rooms yet in Omaha, but. Maybe yeah, put it on the back. Pretty good, huh? Put it on the back burner.
2: Yeah. How's cool. Kyler Murray looked out there?
0: Good. He's he's getting on base at a uh, at a pretty good rate, and it seems-, seems like anytime he gets on base, he automatically Josh is quit. He automatically is a, a guy that can become a a
2: base stealer. You
0: started talking baseball, and Josh quit. I figured this would keep him around. He might want to keep him
2: on his uh, keeper fantasy team. He's saying he lost us yeah. for some reason. I'm putting in air quotes. Mm-hmm. Should we if get him back on real quick? Just yeah, to, we can
0: redial him up. I'll I'll fill this time with uh, with OU baseball, off to a nine and one start, and uh, they've actually played pretty well. They're they're not they're not doing anything crazy. They're beating teams that they should. So I think that would probably be the biggest thing. But uh, they're hitting the ball well. Austin O'Brien's producing. Jack Flansburg's producing. Everybody's producing offensively. They're the uh, I think they're number one in the conference right now with a 321 batting average, even though again they're not playing teams that are just crazy good. So. Uh, it will be interesting. Yeah, and uh, the internet just went out, so I was.
2: Yeah, that's the problem. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So show's over. Okay, all right. This was fun. Contact Think, me on the board if you Cox have any communications. Uh, you can't be a sponsor now. Contact me on the board sucks. if
1: you have any more baseball questions. If we want to rail on Cox, I will definitely do that. I
2: don't care because I got to pay like three hundred bucks a month.
1: Yeah, because that's how much they effing charge. They have a monopoly on the market. I tried to get AT and T out, but my entire streets covered in trees and so they couldn't put a dish up and there's no fiber that runs out there, so I'm stuck with freaking cocks. I don't wanna deal with it.
0: <laughs> if If you go back in, back enough far enough in my tweets, I think I uh, in college I challenged Dave by Alice to a cage match. He's I was, gone now. He like went somewhere he? else. Oh yeah. really? Well
2: that's why he never got back to me. Yeah, that's that could be. All right, that's going to do it. Thanks to Josh. Our internet is out, so we cannot reconnect with him. Uh, thank you, Josh. Thank you, Andy Radosevich. Thank you, Joe Duvall. And we will see you guys next time on another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast.